so excited today we bring back a villain we ain't seen in a long time and this is a a name villain i mean i'm talking name all right welcome to the saint canard files a dark wind up podcast i'm your host will santana and i'm mike russo and sure would be a nice night for a podcast don't you think nudge nudge wink wink hint hint <laughs> what's going on mike um i'm great well you know i was just thinking today we're recording this june 3rd I believe June 3rd, June 4th, I'm not sure. But um, 30 years ago, anybody tuning in to television right now on a weekday afternoon watching the old Disney afternoon reruns, by now would have been watching those Kick It In The Groove music videos. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) 30 years ago this month, they would have been airing those things every commercial break. This is about the time. 30 years ago this month when I was listening to that stuff. It's crazy to think it's been 30 years. Oh, yeah, man. But, uh, Mike, for today, we got a new guest with us. Well, he's not new. He's new with me, though. Yeah, and he has never done an actual Darkwing episode before. We've had him on before. Um, He's been my guest for a couple of episodes, but this is his first time on to talk about an actual episode. Welcome back, Stan Lunn. Thank you, Mike. Hello, Will. Hey, what's going on, Stan? You've been wanting to work with me for a while, uh... I recall in the chat, it was uh, two or three of y'all called me out, but you were like, well, I got something planned with Will already, uh, and you you called this episode, or you claimed this episode, like, over a year ago, right? Yeah, I will admit it wasn't my first choice, but all my other choices were either taken by someone else or ones that you guys wanted to do solo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so we've been, we've been waiting for you for this one for a long time. <laughs> Oh, man. So you ready, Stan? You ready to rock and roll? Oh, yeah. In the words of uh, Darkwing Duck, let's get dangerous. All right, let's get some dangerous. So, Mike, what episode are we talking about today? We are talking about the episode where Taurus Bulba returns. We are talking about Steerminator. Yeah. Do I even have to explain what that title's a reference to? Oh, man, please don't. You don't have to. (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) Dripping in sarcasm. Um, So, yes, Deerminator, this is a big one. This is a really big one. It's a big one, man. And I got to tell you, there's a certain voice actor that I just love him, man. (laughs) Uh, Not like that love, but you guys know what I mean. He's a legend. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. um, My personal opinion, not to spoil anything, I think this is the best one for ABC season two. That's my opinion. That, that's a good debate. Uh, that's very debatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up there. There's definitely one other episode I'd say is a big contender, but this is my personal favorite of season two as well. Okay, well, Stan, I'm curious. Which one's the contender for you? Uh, Clash Reunion. That's a good one. I, I, like, that, I like that one too, but it doesn't have the polish that this one's got. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, real quick, Mike and uh, Stan, before we get into this, because uh, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, what was the guy's name who replayed Taurus um, on the new uh, DuckTales reboot? Um, Jim? Stan, Stan do you happen to remember? Uh, James Englehart, I think. Yes. Yes. I don't think he was Tim Curry, but he did a, a really good job. I no mean, they, they weren't going to get Tim Curry, you know, mm-hmm. for reasons that are pretty, you know, pretty sad. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily Tim Curry's still with us, but he's not going to be voice acting anymore. Oh, no. um, so because of that, I don't mind the recast. I think uh, he did a pretty good job. I think but he again, did really good. He's no Tim Curry. Of course not. But uh, all right, Mike, man, let's get into this production and air date order, man. All right. So Steerminator aired Saturday because, of course, it did. October 10th, <laughs> 1992. Because, of course, it did. It was all Saturday mornings from here on out. <laughs> um, and it was 83rd by production number. So deepest so far, even though it's the first one listed on Disney Plus, it wasn't by air date or production. Um our story editor is the one and only Tad Stones. Yay. Are you shocked? Of course not. As, you know, he was in charge of the Darkly Dawn's the Duck episodes. Of course he was going to come back for this. Mm-hmm. And our writers, again, you won't be shocked. It's Tad and Dev Ross. Boy, Dev, man, I'm telling you, man, she's a beast. <laughs> she writes some masterpieces, guys. Um, this has got some of the best dialogue of all the season two episodes, all the characters feel like they're perfectly in character and it's got some great lines. Stan real quick. What's your favorite Dev Ross episode? Uh, probably this one, this one. And you didn't say the hunting missing banana brain. All right, Mike, how do we kick him out of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to play with us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep going, Mike, go ahead. And animation is Hanho Wang up. Um, they're pretty good. Uh, not one of their best, but what I find really interesting is not really the animation itself, mm-hmm. but the backgrounds in this one are wild. Really good, yeah. Not like very un-Darkwing Duck kind of backgrounds. Um, very gritty. Like everything's colored with charcoal, the bridge, the buildings. Even the clouds look different for Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was definitely a conscious decision to make this one feel more dramatic. And it really, really helps Um, just visually, just the mood, the background set Mm -hmm. is really, really cool. What do you think, Stan? Uh, Definitely. You know, it has a great atmosphere to it. And funny enough, the best actual animation in this episode comes from a very unlikely place. It's not the character's. I love how the thunder quack is animated in this episode. I like the bridge. (laughs) Well, again, the bridge is the background painting. The thunder (laughs) quack is actual animation. So you get points for both of them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the character animation is really good. Um, Mm -hmm. Bulba, of course, gets a new form. I think Hanho does a good job with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's Hanho. It's pretty much what you'd expect. Um, do you guys have any specific animation moments you guys want to mention before we start the plot? Mine was only that that what I was talking about earlier, Mike, uh, with the scene with the bridge when it transitions from uh, Drake's house and they're going to the headquarters. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a great shot, man. There's a lot of cool shots of the bridge in this one. Mm-hmm. And Stan? Well, one of my favorite moments is the second time Bulba, you know has something happen to him. I love how his eyes go spiral. (laughs) Yeah, there's a very intense moment with Bulba later in the episode that they really handle well. Um, But that all being said, I think we got all the important stuff out of the way. Um, Should we start talking about the plot? 
All right, let's get into it, man. We got the Eggman. They're in the cave, and they're working on a new weapon, Mike. They are, and shall I say, as much as I was kind of okay to see Fal go when we were doing the Disney Afternoon episodes, mm-hmm. I'm happy to see them again. Me too, man. Um, it's yeah. only throughout the first act that we're going to get them, but it's really nice that they brought them back one more time. Is it okay if I ask you who voiced the, the one that was speaking? It sounded like Jim to me. It is. The high okay. Command? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Jim. Does it sound a little bit like Marlon Brando to you guys? Yeah, I didn't even think of it. It, it, it does that? kind of. <laughs> I don't know if that was the intent, but it sounded mm-hmm. like Marlon Brando to me. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, before we go any further... I know we've given a shout out to the voice actors and the animation and the background paintings, but I also want to say the music in this one is terrific. Oh yeah. Shout out to the Giffen. This one starts out with like really creepy organ music. It already sets a very disturbing tone. Like already Mm -hmm. it's really very, very well done. Mm -hmm. But, but who do we see? We see a villain that we haven't seen in a while. You got Stillbeak. Woo! Stillbeak's in the house. Voiced by <laughs> who, Stan? Rob Paulson. Yeah, a legend. I don't, yeah, I don't know if this is Rob's last Darkwing Duck episode, but it's possible that this is. Mm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see Rob again after this one. We need, we need to look into that sometime, man. But um, even though he doesn't appear very much in the episode, I do just love... I love hearing Steelbeak. I I like seeing him back. I do. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a while, man. So what what is Fowl doing? Uh, they're talking to Steelbeak. They're letting him know that uh they're working on something that's uh pretty much gonna be in charge and <laughs> running the show. <laughs> yeah, and Steelbeak was still they they show a body floating in a tube. Yeah, we you get a kind you get an idea who it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean the hooves should give you a good idea on the feet. But um, Steelbeak mentioned, you know, um, he didn't look too good when he pulled him out of the wreckage. Yeah, so that should that's... give you some idea. Mm-hmm. Plus, the episode is titled Steerminator. So, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Stan, we switch over to Darkwing. And what's Darkwing's unfortunate predicament in this episode? He is in a wheelchair with both his legs broken. <laughs> and I'm just going to say right now, when I first saw this as a kid, I thought those were injuries from his, you know, from his original fight with Bulba back in uh, Darkly Dons the Duck. I don't know why I thought that, but. Well, when you don't see him in order, you, you tend to think things like that, right? Yeah. Um, But these injuries were not from any type of fight. Will. Do you remember what Launchpad says actually happened to Darkwing? Uh, didn't he say he was in a skiing accident? But not a skiing accident, an accident at a ski shop during a sale. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, You're lucky you only broke your legs, Launchpad says. <laughs> yeah, but Darkwing is looking for Fowl's hideout, right? Yes. Yeah, and he spots uh, three Eggmans. Mm-hmm. Small, medium, and swole. Yeah, all three of them. <laughs> they just need a female Eggman one day. Well, they have female Eggmans on DuckTales now. Oh, yeah, they sure they, do. That's right. They renamed them the Eggheads, and they brought <laughs> in a female Egghead called Penny. Not Penny. Um, 
Pepper, Pepper. And yeah. she showed up in a few episodes toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do they get past these guards? They have LP. Uh, he uses like a, I forgot what he called it, but he snack. had all the snacks. Yeah. The snack wagon, yeah. yeah Specifically, Stan. Do- yeah, yeah, say it again, Stan. Snooky Doodles. Snooky Doodles. <laughs> <laughs> and the Eggmen are fighting over the food. I love the one guy who goes, you gotta share. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get past the Eggmen, and we switch back to the hideout here. Yeah. And we see Torres get powered on. Yeah. There is, um, Stan, you mentioned there was one animation mistake you in this very next scene. What was it? So right before they lower the helmet on the Taurus Bulba's head, which I will mention they do that similar to how they lower Vader's helmet in the Star Wars movies. But before they, before they lower it onto his head, they show a, a shot from farther away of him on the table, and he's already got the helmet on him before they lower it onto him. Not only I think is that problem, most likely a mistake, but I think the shot's unnecessary because I think they should make you wait to see Taurus Bulba. But in that shot, it's obvious who this is. Yeah. It's way um, obvious. I mean, they shouldn't have done that. I think they should have waited until they actually name him for a first-time viewer to realize who this is. But, you know, that is what it is. Um, and again, more of that great organ music. Philip Giffen did a great job in this episode. Oh, yeah. And then we get a uh, foul commander. Uh they're letting Steelbeak know that he's going to be the ultimate agent. Steelbeak is like, good thing I'm not the jealous type, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Taurus kind of, he, he turns on everybody. Yeah, because Taurus goes online mm-hmm. and the uh, high command is like, you know, welcome to foul, you know, chief agent Taurus Bulba. And Bulba first starts like, yeah, I'm honored to join foul. But then... But Bob is like, I think not. Yeah. And because what does he say? Taurus Bulba only works for who? Stan. Taurus <laughs> Bulba works for no one but himself. Yep. <laughs> I love the shot as he's chuckling and says, I think not. His hand turns into a gun. Like mm-hmm. really cool. So he starts blowing up the place. Yeah, he he blows up everything in there. <laughs> he, he blows up Steelbeak. Um you notice Steelbeak's wearing boxer shorts with chicken legs on them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that was hilarious because he was like he was like cooked and burnt to a crisp. <laughs> yeah, and he's firing at the Eggman. Great shot when he advances on the Eggman, and one little one just stands there looking at him. Um, but speaking of looking at Taurus Bulba, Stan, who's watching the carnage from up above? Darkwing and LP. Yeah, Darkwing is shocked. He was He wasn't ready for this. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because this is when Torres finds out that Darkwing is still alive, and in the background we see Darkwing flying across the screen, <laughs> screaming. You just hear Darkwing ah in the background. <laughs> and Steelbeak's uh, like, "This guy's worse than Darkwing Duck." <laughs> and Bulba gets mad. Oh yeah, but he gets so mad he shuts himself down. Yeah, his circuits nope. overheat. Mm-hmm. Not for long, though. But, Mike, man, this is a hilarious part to me. Where does still be wanting to relocate to? <laughs> the secret base in Miami. <laughs> and with that, and with that, we are never going to see Fowl ever again. That's it. 
And Steelbeak, right? Val, Steelbeak, High Command, the Eggman. We're oh. done. Not even a reference. That's that's it. This is the end of Val. Obviously, they were only brought in to bring back Taurus Bulba. I mean, I'm glad they came back, but yeah. that's it. Oh. Goodbye, Steelbeak. But, guys, he's not the biggest character we have to say goodbye to tonight. So you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, so Before... goodbye, Val. What were you going to say, Stan? I was going to say, before we move on from that scene, there was that other animation mistake we noticed. Right. Um, when Taurus Bulba is blowing up everything, Stan, what do you see in the background? In the background of one of the shots, you see the tube with Taurus Bulba's body still in it while Taurus Bulba is blasting everything. In other <laughs> shots, the tube is smashed open, but for one shot, it's it's intact and his body's still in there, Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really obvious, too. But, um, yeah, so Bulba heads off, and we cut to where, Will? The Mallard House. Yup. And so Darkwing does not want to tell Goslin what's going on. Yeah, he doesn't want Taurus to uh, re- even remember Goslin, so well, he grounds her. <laughs> yeah, he says that Bulba almost killed her once to get to me, and he's not mm-hmm. going to let it happen again. So, yeah, well, he grounds her. Um... For no reason, basically, he tells her, because your room's a mess, and I'm doing it for your own good. <laughs> yeah, she she's not having that, though. She's really upset. Yeah, so she goes upstairs angry. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for my bread and water upstairs, she says. <laughs> yeah, then we get uh, Jay Gander. He makes a return. Yes, yes, last appearance of Jay Gander as well. Um, Jay Gander has sent Darkwing some new shush equipment. What is it, Stan? It is the hover quack. Tell us what the hover quack is. So it's like a little tank, obviously, with Darkwing's face on it. Of course. <laughs> but of course. It, needs to, it needs to be assembled and painted before it can be used. Right. And uh, Jay Gander's like, are you sure you, you can do this in your condition? You want some backup? And Darkwing's like, nope, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> and with that, Jay Gander is gone, never to be seen again. We only see him on a monitor for like two or three shots. That's um, it with Jay Gander. So, like yeah, Jay char- Gander too. Ca- characters are dropping left and right this season. Yeah. Um, but la- but he jumps in the hover quack, and Launchpad gets upset because he's smudging the paint. Yeah, it was still wet. <laughs> yeah, but then we go back to Goslin, right? Yep, Goslin, and who's with him, Stan? Her, Stan. Uh, Honker. Honker. So this is the big character who's putting in his final appearance. This is the the very end of Honker Muddlefoot, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, only three episodes this season. That's it. Yeah. But she's yeah. trying to figure out why she was grounded. Yeah, so Honker brainstorms. Um, he's like, maybe your dad found out about the sewer gas incident or the UFO hoax at the convent. Nah, and then she he wore says, gloves. Yeah, now nah, I wore gloves. And Hunker's like, well, if you forget about that, you've almost been good. <laughs> <laughs> almost been good. Almost. So Hunker assumes since she's been good, there must be some surprise for her that her father doesn't want her to see. Yeah, she's loving that part. Yeah, <laughs> the famous Goslin logic. Yeah, she's going to run with that. Yeah, so they they climb out the window. <laughs> All right, then what happens next, Mike? So we're back to the bridge, 
And they're taking the Thunder Quack out because now Launchpad does not want the paint smudged on this Hover Quack. They're leaving it behind. Launchpad has a moment where he's very assertive. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, I don't want the paint smudged. And he goes, and while I'm telling you what I think, I think you should have told Goslin the truth. I love it when when Launchpad tells off Darkwing like that. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Stan? Yeah, that's one of the better scenes in the episode. You know, it, you don't really expect it to come either. Yeah, and it reminds me of like um, Fungus Among Us, where Darkwing's being a doof and Launchpad's telling him off. Yeah, you know, sorry your sorry your girlfriend was a fiendish blood sucking creature from the netherworld. <laughs> um, so after they leave, Goslin and Honker head over to the bridge. Yeah, they sneak up over there and uh. Goslin, she sees the the hover quack and she thinks it's for her. She thinks it's her gift. <laughs> yeah, for her birthday. Yeah, which is we... in three months. <laughs> and she even says, "He got me my own gas gun." But oh, it isn't Lord. a gas gun; it's a paint sprayer. Yeah, so they so, hop up on the hover quack and. Uh, and an important ho- plot point, by the way, she accidentally sprays Honker with the paint sprayer. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought that up, Mike, because I was gonna mention that if you hadn't. Because yeah. that comes back. Mm-hmm. Definitely comes back. Yeah, they hop up on that uh, hover quack, but Honker wants them to use the instructions or the manual. Yeah, doesn't she uh, say instructions, instructions are for weenies? Instructions are for weenies. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to end well. No, nah, of course oh, not. <laughs> so we're coming up to my favorite bit of animation in the episode. Darkwing and Launchpad are flying around in the thunder quack, trying to find where Bulba is. They really have no idea where he is. Mm-hmm. And they're flying around the city, and of course the city, the whole cityscape is shown, but like this time it's more of the charcoal kind of coloring that we're not used to. Very, very moody. And the animation of the thunderquack as it's flying behind the building, you know, getting smaller, coming into focus, is really great. Darkwing's like, we have to draw him out somehow. And Launchpad's like, no problemo. And then the thunderquack is shown flying all over the city like crazy. It's done really, really well. It's one of my favorite shots in the episode. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that shot, guys? Oh, it was it was funny, too. It's a great shot and funny, because uh, they're trying to get somebody's attention while they're doing that. It works. <laughs> it definitely works. Bulba says, I'm going to pick the time and the place, not you. Mm-hmm. So we get some old footage from an old Darkwing Duck episode, Stan. Um, what What actually happens now? So Bulba ends up finally remembering what happened before. And one of the things he remembers, he shouldn't be remembering because he wasn't there for it. He (laughs) he remembers Darkwing tucking Jocelyn in the bed, which he did not witness. Yeah, because they're using footage from Darkly Dawn's The Duck Part 2. A mm-hmm. shot of uh, Bulba and Hammerhead, one of Bulba after Tantalus captures Goslin, and like you said, Stan, a shot of Darkwing singing the lullaby to Goslin. You're right. He wasn't there for that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I get why they use the footage, though. I get it, but it, you, are, you are correct, though. There's no way he could have seen that. He wasn't there. <laughs> it's also interesting to compare... What little we see of the Japanese animation to Hanho, it's very different when you compare them side by side. Mm-hmm. Like the Darkwing in that one shot of the lullaby looks totally different than the Darkwing we get in this episode. It's pretty crazy. 
like how far we've come from those days of Disney Japan. Yeah. Um, so he remembers the bridge. So that's his target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we get Goslin and Honker, and they're they're uh, riding the hoverquack uh, on the bridge. Not and, very well. <laughs> of course not. But then uh, somebody pops up, Stan. Well, Taurus Balba. Yeah, yeah, he's there. He's ready to what roll. Is, Stan, <laughs> what's Goslin's reaction? Initial reaction to this? Oh, she is traumatized. I mean. <laughs> pretty much ptsd she freezes up yeah honker tries to get her attention and she's not moving she's not even blinking yeah which is understandable yep. and uh, i i have to give disney props for that well mm-hmm. he he almost dropped he tried to drop her up from the top of a like 30-story building he almost killed her i'd and be traumatized her grandfather too. and he killed her grandfather too yeah but Honker comes to the rescue. He hits a button and manages to get away you know, temporarily. Long enough for Goslin to snap out of it. And she has a great, great line after this. One of those lines, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Dev Ross line. She says, just because I'm a kid doesn't mean I have to be a victim. <laughs> That's very Dev Ross. Oh, yeah. I, I hear her dialogue in that line. Really, really great. Um... So what happens next, Will? She shoots a uh, confetti at him. <laughs> yeah, it's like a conve- confetti cannonball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it hits Taurus, but all it does is shower him in confetti. And then she goes, you know, Dad, always ready for a parade. <laughs> yeah, and then she starts, like, just pushing all the buttons on there. Yeah, Bulba does get hit with something. And at this point, he's done playing around. So he, he does grab the kids. Mm-hmm. Just in time for Darkwing to arrive. No entrance line in this episode, though. And uh, he lands in uh, the hoverquack. Yeah, and it does him no good because the thing's out of juice. Yep, she used everything up. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Doris me uh, not Doris, Taurus means business because he's like telling Darkwing, I thought you weren't going to show up. I thought you was a chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Chicken, he says. <laughs> uh, so Taurus blows up the hoverquack and leaves Darkwing hanging from his cape in the wreckage. Mm-hmm. And Darkwing has this rare moment of complete, like, breakdown. He says, you know, don't hurt them. I'll do anything you want. Yeah, he's pleading with them. Yeah. Um, do you remember what, what uh, Bulba says, Stan? I haven't decided what I want yet. Yeah, he hasn't decided, so he just leaves Darkwing hanging. Yep. And then uh, we get a transition scene where uh, Goslin and Honker, they're locked in a cage now. Yeah, behind a waterfall. Um, So he wants to, you know, he wants to know, like, how they know Darkwing. And Goslin plays cute. She goes, Darkwing who? And Stan, you love this scene. Bulba is done. Bulba is not playing around. What happens now? So... He starts to to yell at her, you know, like, you know, foolish child, this is no game. And as he overheats, I love that bit where his eyes start kind of spiraling. Like, you're, you're seeing he's losing it. Yeah, we're seeing him from Goslin's perspective as he's lunging at the camera and it focuses on his eye as he's screaming. No, I, I think Tim Curry topped himself in this episode because Bulba was pretty reserved in Darkly Dawn's a Duck, but here he's a raving maniac. Yeah. And 
Tim Curry was directed to scream and really lose it, and he does a great job. Oh, yeah. And then uh, pretty much he, Honker kind of lies to him about uh, they know him through uh, Darkwing through the biography, right? They're going to write his biography, yeah. <laughs> well, there's always the market that. for joke books. Honker <laughs> keeps justifying his presence by jumping in and and like he saved them before on the hover quack and now he came in with this idea too. So mm-hmm. Honker totally justifies being in this episode. Oh yeah. He's he's helping out. Yeah. And then we get Darkwing and uh he's trying to find Taurus's hideout. He's using those night vision goggles and everything. He he can't find it though. The only thing he succeeds in doing is blinding Launchpad. <laughs> yeah, and uh basically he just he needs Goslin to think of something because he can't find it, Mike. He's struggling. Yeah, their plan is to seed the cloud so it rains and it can rust Bulba's armor. Um, but they don't know where he is. You're right. Mm-hmm. So Goslin has to think of something. So great scene. Goslin suddenly turns to Honker and goes, Honker, take off your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so Stan, what is Goslin's plan? So she takes his shirt and backpack, which are still covered in very familiar purple paint, and tosses it at a branch hanging by the waterfall to create a paint trail for Darkwing to follow. Very clever. Mm-hmm. And it works. It definitely works. Darkwing sees it, and he's like, follow that paint. Yeah, and he, you know, even though he doesn't have an I Am the Terra entrance, his entrance is still pretty cool here. He, like, rolls his wheelchair right out of the mouth of the Thunderquack, flies through the waterfall, and slams into Bulba. Oh, yeah. You, you see his rear end and everything in the, in the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Taurus, he, he's upset, so he starts shooting those lasers he got now. There's a moment where Bulba grabs Darkwing, and Darkwing pulls a Bugs Bunny and kisses him right in the lips. <laughs> <laughs> He Darkwing's never done that before. That's a nah. new that's a new move for him. Yeah, because LP kissed him once, but Darkwing never kissed uh, the villain or somebody else besides Morgana. To be fair, Darkwing was was sleeping and dreaming at the time that first time. Oh yeah. Um, so they're <laughs> fighting. They're fighting. Um, Dark Darkwing tricks Bulba into cutting a hole in the floor. Bulba hits the hits the uh, the cage. Goslin and Honker are in. Melts the bars so that he frees them accidentally. Mm-hmm. And what happens next? Uh, doesn't Darkwing shoot uh, itching powder at him? Yes. I don't know how you make a cyborg itch, but hey, it works, right? <laughs> Darkwing says, scratch one bull. Mm-hmm. And so they end up outside on a cliff. The fight continues outside. Yeah. And Darkwing kind of becomes a matador. And like gets the red the red cape and like Bulb is like running like a real bull because Bulb is <laughs> like he's lost it he just wants to kill Darkwing at this point. Mm-hmm. And what what else happens, Stan? Well, Darkwing uses his grappling hook to crash into Bulba, breaking his horn lasers. Yeah, but he still has the arm laser. And uh, Darkwing hides behind a rock, and Bulba blows up the rock. And this is one of my favorite moments in the episode. Darkwing is hiding, holding an umbrella, still hoping it's about to rain. And he goes, he turns to the audience and goes, sure would be a nice night for rain, don't you think? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so Bulba once again is so angry he overheats. 
Oh yeah, and then Honker said, uh, uh, he realizes that he's so hot that he says he won't. Uh, he's got a couple of hours before he uh cools off, right? Yeah, and Darkwing says, long enough time for Jay Gander to send his men. Yeah, but then something happens, Mike, that uh, doesn't help Darkwing in them. Now it rains. The launch pad <laughs> comes down and goes, better late than never. Yeah, but so to- what did- to- yeah it cools Taurus off. Yep, and Taurus. Yep, and he charges at Darkwing and Goslin. Um, so intently, he basically crashes into the wheelchair and falls off the cliff. And right into the water. Yeah, and so, then uh, but Darkwing thinks uh he's he's completely dead because of all the weight from the armor. Yeah. So Stan, how's the episode end? So apparently Bulba can fly now. Also, apparently his dunk in the river did not rust him, so I guess Darkwing's uh, rain plan wouldn't have really amounted to much. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Bulba yeah shows up. He's he can fly. He flies away, and uh, Darkwing says, um, "My life's become a lot more complicated." Yeah, but Torres yeah. said a famous uh, Arnold line on the way out, though. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, and you know, unfortunately, the series ends before you can ever see him again. Yeah. Um, but of course, Stan, we do get to see Bulba again. But yep. just not on the show. Where do we see him again? We see him again in the Boom comics, the first arc. Right. And um, we get lots of new information about him. We won't go into it now. But um, anybody who hasn't read those comics yet, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good. But either way, that wraps up Steerminator. Um, I think it might be my favorite of season two if not my second favorite but it's definitely the best of season two at least in my opinion um stan since you're our guest do you want to rate this one first uh sure so i would give this episode about a four to a four and a half hmm so opinions why is that so obviously you know some of the animation mistakes do kind of drag it down, you know, but it has so many great moments. You know, there's some, some really great lines. One of my favorite ones is where when Launchpad is, you know, rolling Darkwing on the wheelchair, he's hitting every bump, you know, says the wheelchair has a mind of its own. Darkwing's like, good, you have one to share. That was mean. (laughs) It was a little mean, but it was kind of funny. Yeah. You know, there's also a great bit of animation where Bulba shoots a rock where Eggman are hiding behind it, and they're like crunched together to form the shape of the rock once it's gone. Mm. You know, but Bulba's return was done masterfully, I think. I'm, I'm glad they waited this long. Yeah. It really built up the anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Will. What are you going to give this one? I'm going to give it a four, man. It's a really solid episode. Um, I love the buildup, you know, that we've waited so long because I even forgot about Taurus when I was a kid. You know, I forgot about him, you know, uh, coming from the or- origin episode. Notice I said origin, not pilot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but coming from the origin episode 
to see Goslin so shook when she saw Taurus again. It it reminds you of that origin episode, like how he was not playing around. Like Taurus has always always been about business. Like he's about to achieve something. He's going after it, you know. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna give it a four, man. Uh, it's solid, man. It's a really solid episode. But you know, the few animation mistakes, no Quacker Jack. So. Eh. Just a little bit. <laughs> no I'm sorry, Jack. Will. Not every episode can have Quacker Jack. <laughs> All right. How about you, Mike? I'm. I may surprise you. I'm going to give this one a flat out five. Perfect score. Because something this season deserves to have a five. Otherwise, my scores won't be. You know. You you know what to expect with me. Mm-hmm. Um. But this one deserves it. It really, really does. Um. I love they brought back Bulba. I love what they did with him. I, I know it's just Han Ho Huang up, but the, between the backgrounds and the animation of the Thunderquack, they do a really fantastic job. Like Stan said, the way Goslin freezes up when she sees him is really, really, really dramatic. There's a there's a very dramatic air to this episode, like between the organ music and just how intense Tim Curry's performance is. Mm-hmm. This one really rests alongside the best of season one. Like I put this one up, maybe it isn't in my top five because it's hard to knock things out of my top five, but I would put this in my top 10 just to get a season two episode in there. Yeah. I feel like it deserves it. Like it really goes out of its way to be as good as it can possibly be considering the circumstances of this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like they put, you know, you got Tad and Dev Clearly, they have their heart in this episode. This is something they really wanted to do. You can just tell. It, it just is a wonderful episode, and I think it's the best of the season. So, a perfect score for me. Okay. Now, I know me, you already scored uh, Taurus. I gave him a four and a half back in the day. You gave him a four. Uh, I think we'll, we'll stick with our scores. Yeah. We're going to let Stan give him a score. But before you give him a score, Stan, I just wanted to say that... It, I always wish Taurus would have more, uh, been in more episodes, but now that I, I look back at it, I think it was done just right because then he would have got kind of played out. He would have been defeated so many times, you know? Um, you don't want to diminish him. Yeah, so it, 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 they did it perfectly, you know? It was smart to wait this long. Yeah, so patience is a virtue to get him back, and it, it's done right. All right, so... Enough of me talking about Taurus. Go ahead, Stan. Get into your score and and how you came up with that score, man. So I would give Taurus Bulba a score of four. I think Mm -hmm. he's one of the more dangerous villains Darkwing has ever faced. You know, and I think you're right that it is good they didn't overuse him because the more times he'd get defeated, I think the more that he'd probably slip a bit. You know, Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't look at him as being that dangerous. Yeah. You know, and with his cyborg enhancements, I can picture he would have given Darkwing a bit of trouble down the road, especially if he could fix that pesky overheating problem. <laughs> okay. So um, so you say you give him a four, right? Yep. Okay, so the same score as Mike. I give him four and a half. I think that's fair for Taurus. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good score for him. So uh, Mike wrap, wraps up Stearminator, man. Uh, what episode we got next? Okay, the next episode is my other personal favorite from season two. Depending on my mood, it could be my all-time favorite from this season. Um, it's the Frequency Fiends. I love this one a lot. 
It's so underrated. Nobody talks about it, but I adore this one. Um, it's just a complete balls out lunatic episode with one of my favorite Megavolt appearances of all time. Um, but I'm not going to say any more about it because I'll have a lot to say next week. Um, that'll be the Frequency Fiends. Okay, so Frequency Fiends is next. Uh, Mike, uh, before uh, we let you say where they can find us, man, uh, I just want to say uh, sad to see Steel Beat go, Jay Gander, and especially Honker, man. And Taurus Bulba. And Taurus Bulba, yeah. Honker is the biggest loss. Like, yeah. They couldn't give him more than three episodes this season. Mm. Like, three episodes, that's nothing. We have a whole bunch to go still. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, so shout out to them, man. Definitely, we're going to miss you guys. We're going to miss you, Rob Paulson, Katie Lee, Danny Mann, Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Mike, uh, for the people tuning in for the first time, where can they find us at? All major podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast, as well as many others I haven't mentioned. <laughs> um, Will, do you have a shout-out tonight? No, not tonight. My, Stan reached out to me and said he wanted to drop these shout-outs, so go for it, Stan. Man, it's, the floor is all yours. So I'd like to give a shout-out to Aaron Vega and Jamie Murray, who are both friends of mine. They both listen to the St. Canard Files and are big Darkwing Duck fans. I right. appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah. All right. All right. So that wraps up this episode and uh, make sure y'all tune in next week. Uh, make sure y'all follow our Facebook page and uh, ah, the giveaway will be over by then. But yeah, we're doing a giveaway right now for the Funko Versus, some Funko Pops and some pins. So hopefully you signed up before it was over. The YouTubers, you guys are already locked in. So I got you guys in there. And uh, beginning to win it. Yeah, you definitely do, man. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up Steerminator, Mike, and we are outro. And remember, stay dangerous. If you're looking to find us, we'll be in our secret base in Miami. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night.